You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Um, worship is one of the ways that we get intimate with Him. Okay? That's, that's one of the ways we get intimate with Him. So if you don't worship Him, that means you're never intimate with Him. <laughs> so when you do that, it means so much to Him means so much to him. He, he doesn't ask for much. doesn't ask for much. Just for us to worship him. For us to love him with all of our heart. And for us to worship him in spirit and in truth. Not with hypocrisy. Not with your lips and your heart is far away. Are you getting me? Yes. But he wants you to give him everything. Lay down. Every opportunity you have to worship him, do it with all that you have. It's important. And um, yeah, we've been looking at the names of God. <laughs> you want more? I, I want us to look at uh, another name of God, Jehovah Nisi. Yes. Another popular name. Yes. We're used to hearing that, right? Yes. Jehovah Nisi. We started with the ones that are not that popular. Yes. There are still many more. <laughs> but yeah, let's look at Jehovah Nisi. And um, this, this was a revelation that came through Moses in Exodus chapter 17. Let's, let's, let's look at Exodus chapter 17. In fact, it's a short chapter, so we can read the entire chapter. All right? It says, Then all the congregation of the children of Israel set out on their journey from the wilderness of sin, according to the commandment of the Lord, and camped in Rephidim, where there was no water for the people to drink. Therefore the people contended with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. So Moses, why do you tempt the Lord? And the people thirsted for water. And the people complained against Moses and said, Why is it you have brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst? So Moses cried out to the Lord saying, What shall I do? with these people. They are almost ready to stone me. And the Lord said to Moses, Go on before the people and take with you some of the elders of Israel. Also take in your hand your rod with which you struck the river and go. Behold, I will stand before you there on the rock in Horeb and you shall drink, uh, you sh sorry, you shall strike the rock and water will come out of it that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. So he called the name of the place uh, Massa and Meribah because the contention of the children of Israel and because they tempted the Lord saying, is the Lord among us or not? Ish human nature. People have not changed much. Okay. Now verse 8. This is where we're going. Um, now Amalek came and fought with Israel in Raphidim. Okay. The reason I read the beginning of the chapter so that you understand as we go on um, the, 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 the context. And Moses said to Joshua, choose us some men and go out fight with Amalek tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand so Joshua did as Moses said to him and fought with Amalek and Moses Aaron and her went up to the top of the hill and so it was when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed 
And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. <laughs> but Moses' hand became heavy. So they took a stone and put it under him. Huh? And he sat on it. And Aaron and her supported his hands. One on one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. Are you ready to have your hand up for the whole day? <laughs> so Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, Write this for a memorial in the book. <laughs> and recount it in the hearing of Joshua, that I will utterly blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. And Moses built an altar and called its name, The Lord is my banner. This is Jehovah Nisi. For he said, Because the Lord has sworn, the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. Who? Can you see? This is another side of God, right? Where God now decides to swear and say, I'm going to wipe out a whole, a whole nation. A whole people group from the face of the earth. Uh, some of us will not like that because, you know, you're too nice. It's like, how can God be so cruel? How can God be so mean? But you don't understand the character of God. That's why you say that. You don't understand why God does what he does. You don't understand that there's no unrighteousness with God. God is just. He's righteous. He's perfect. And you cannot be more loving than God. Yes. You think you have love? <laughs> In comparison to God, you are zero. When it comes to love. Yeah. So if a loving God can say this, why? What do you think is going on in his mind? Hmm? So the revelation of Jehovah Nisi came out of battle. Okay? And I want you to know that the Lord is still our banner today. Amen. He's still Jehovah Nisi today. He will still fight. He will still fight for his people. Okay? He will still fight. If need be. Some people can be wiped out because of you. <laughs> okay, you don't believe that. No problem. God is nice, right? <laughs> he will not fight for you. He will just be nice. Hallelujah. The God of the New Testament is different from the God of the Old Testament. Is that correct? Why not? He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He says, I'm the Lord, I change not. The only thing that makes God appear different in the New Testament is the blood of Jesus. It's the blood of Jesus. But make no mistake, God has always been God and he will always be. Yeah. And if there's no blood of Jesus crying on behalf of people, the same applies. So God has not changed. Don't be fooled. Jehovah Nisi remains Jehovah Nisi. The one that manifested himself to Moses and gave him this revelation is still alive and well today. 
Okay? So, just put your hand there. Let's read another passage and we'll come back here. Alright? God makes, makes a pronouncement and he says, write it. Rehearse it to Joshua. To his hearing. Yes, because Moses, you will soon die. This word must go from generation to generation. I'm going to fight Amalek. And I will wipe them from under heaven. How can you do such a thing? Lord, you are a loving God. Well, let's see. First Samuel. Let's look at First Samuel chapter 15. You remember the story of Saul, right? The first king of Israel. First Samuel chapter 15 from verse 1. It says, Samuel also said to Saul, The Lord sent me to anoint you king over his people, over Israel. Now, therefore, heed the words of the Lord. Remember, this man had been disobedient prior to this time. Okay. Thus says the Lord of hosts, I will punish who? Amalek for what he did to Israel. Huh? So God punishes people for what they do to his children. Incredible. God does not forget. This is like how many years ago? Huh? God has not forgotten. Yes? Sometimes you might, think as, you, you, might, you might think that his promise concerning your life will not come to pass. You might think that certain things that he said have been forgotten. Not with the living God. Yeah. So here he sends the prophet Samuel to instruct Saul. For what he did to the people of Israel. How he ambushed him on the way when he came from Egypt. Can you imagine? That's the account we read. Remember at that time Israel were thirsty. They were weak with thirst. <laughs> at their weakest moment. Amalek is still alive today in a spiritual sense. Do you understand? Yeah. Amalek is that spirit that attacks you at your weakest moment. Yeah. At your moment of weakness, that spirit that comes against you is Amalek. Yeah. So he ambushed them on their way. When God starts fighting, it's total war. Come on. He says, but kill both man and woman, infant and nursing child, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. <laughs> when the Amalekites were attacking the Israelites, they didn't realize that their descendants are going to be wiped out. Do you understand? Be careful what you do to God's people. It can cost you much more than you imagine. Especially somebody that is walking with God. Be careful. Hmm? Can you see that? I mean, what did the nursing infants do? Nothing. <laughs> but they are wiped out. What did the donkeys do? Nothing. For just being part of Amalek, they are wiped out. What did the donkeys do? The camels, what did they do? Nothing. What did the women do? Nothing. Just for being part of Amalek. That's why you need to be careful who you align yourself with. Because if you align yourself with people that hate God's people, if you align yourself with people that fight God's people, 
when judgment comes, you might not miss it. Hallelujah. Yes. So Paul gathered the people together, numbered them in Talim, 200,000 foot, foot soldiers and 10,000 men of Judah. Right? And Saul came to the city of Amalek and lay in wait in the valley. Then Saul said to the Canaanites, Go, depart. Get down from among the Amalekites, lest I destroy you with them. For you showed kindness to all the children of Israel when they came out of Egypt. So the Canaanites departed from among the Amalekites. Can you see? When you show kindness, <laughs> you can preserve the life of your children's children. I'm telling you. And so attacked the Amalekites from Havilah all the way to Shur, which is east of Egypt. He also took Agar, king of the Amalekites, alive and utterly destroyed all the people with the edge of the sword. But Saul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep, the oxen, the fatlings, the lambs, and all that was good and were unwilling to utterly destroy them. But everything despised and worthless that they utterly destroyed. What was the instruction for God's sake? Oh, huh? you see what the instruction was, verse 3 go attack Amalek, utterly destroy all that they have. Do not spare them. Very clear instruction. Kill both man and woman, infant, nursing child, ox, sheep, camel, donkey. Oh, hello. Is the king part of all? Are the good things part of all? So, Saul did not understand the basis of this instruction. You understand? So sometimes God can instruct you. You don't know the basis of that instruction. God had made a promise to Moses in Exodus chapter 17 when they fought Amalek. When Amalek came against them at their weakest moment, came from behind them, ambushed them, and fought against them. Hmm? Yeah, God saw it. He said, instead of you to help my children, instead of you to help my people, you are attacking them. You are attacking them and you are attacking them from behind when they cannot see. Huh? Come on. Those of you that attack people when they are not there. You talk. Yeah? You assassinate them. Assassinate their character. You better not be an Amalek. Careful. Hallelujah. <laughs> Is it getting close to home? Yeah, be careful. I'm telling you. At the moment that they are not able to defend themselves, you strike. That's an Amalek operation. So those things matter to God. So what happens? Verse 10, now the word of the Lord came to Samuel saying, I greatly regret that I have set up Saul as king. For he has turned back from following me and has not performed my commandments. And it grieved Samuel and he cried out to the Lord all night. Hmm? So when Samuel rose early in the morning to meet Saul, it was told Samuel saying, Saul went to Carmel. And indeed, he set up a monument for himself. <laughs> this man. <laughs> and he has gone all around, passed by and gone down to Gilgal. Then Samuel went to Saul. And Saul said to him, Blessed are you 
of the Lord. I have performed the commandment of the Lord. What did he perform? <laughs> but Samuel said, What then is the bleating of sheep in my ears and the lowing of the oxen which I hear? And Saul said, They have brought them from the Amalekites, for the people spared the best of the sheep and oxen to sacrifice to the Lord your God. And the rest we have utterly destroyed. Then Samuel said to him, Be quiet, and I will tell you what the Lord said to me last night. And he said to him, Speak on. So Samuel said to him, When you were little in your own eyes, you were, were you not head of the tribes of Israel? And did not the Lord anoint you king over Israel? Now the Lord sent you on a mission and said, Go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are consumed. Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Why did you swoop down on the spoil and do evil in the sight of the Lord? And Saul said to him, But I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. I have gone on the mission which the Lord sent me and brought back Agar king of Amalek, and I have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. That the people took the plunder, the sheep, and oxen, the best of the things which should have been utterly destroyed to sacrifice to the Lord your God in Gilgal. Is that what God wants? And Samuel said, Has the Lord a great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft and stubbornness as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you from being king. Why? Because God swore to wipe out Amalek. And you spared Amalek. From now on, you're no longer king. Don't joke with Jehovah Nisi. When he appears as Jehovah Nisi, when he, he appears as Jehovah Nisi, he is fighting from generation to generation. Do you understand me? As Jehovah Nisi is not a one-time battle. It's a multi-generational battle. Yeah. So God chose Saul, instructed him to finish this battle that he started with, with Joshua. And the guy was being nice. When it's time for war, it's not time to be nice. Okay? Don't make any mistake about that. That's why I say you must not confuse being a bride with being an army. They are very different. When it's time to fight, it's time to fight. When God begins to instruct us to go and fight some battles in this land, it's not time to be nice. Okay? Because we don't know what God has said to previous generations. Okay? We don't know what God has said to previous generations about certain things. And God might say, you go and wipe this out. Or you go and do this. And you are trying to be nice. You, you don't even know the history. But God knows it. When God says you go and pronounce this, go and declare this, you don't modify it. In the military, you follow instructions. Amen. Hallelujah. Why? If you don't, you disqualify yourself. You disqualify yourself. So, Jehovah Nisi, the Lord our banner, is the one that fights. From generation to generation. You see that in the case of Amalek. And it's interesting. If you go read the story, the, 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 
the, the life of Saul, the person that killed him was an Amalekite. <laughs> so if you won't kill Amalek, Amalek will kill you. <laughs> yeah. So today, there are certain battles that we are faced with in life. On a consistent basis. We need to understand that Jehovah Nisi is there for us. Hallelujah. Back to Exodus chapter 17. Now you get, now you understand why we read the beginning of that chapter. When they were thirsty and they were crying to Moses. They were contending with Moses. Why have you brought us here to die with thirst? It was at that time that Amalek struck. So imagine someone is starving. Alright? If someone is starving, then you go take advantage of him. And crush him because he has no strength. He cannot fight. He cannot do anything. He is so feeble. Hmm? And we must be careful even in this nation because sometimes there are people who are weak. Alright? And be because of their weakness, we exploit that. Some children are being abused. They cannot defend themselves. Am I correct? Yeah, they cannot fight for themselves. So, because, because you have the power, you impose your will, your cruelty upon them. Jehovah Nisi is watching. He's watching, I'm telling you. He will fight for them. And he can fight you for generations. Hmm? For generations. Because somebody is not strong enough to contend with you. Right? He's not strong enough to stand with you, to defend himself. You exploit that. Be careful. Go, say it all, go tell it all over this nation. Because the day judgment begins, many people will be surprised. Hmm? The Lord has told me there's going to be judgment in this land. I'm telling you, it will come. It will come and people will be surprised. Because the voices of the innocent, of the weak, of the feeble that are crying before God. Once that cup is full, God is going to pour out his wrath. And that's why we must pray. We must continue to pray for this nation. Do you understand me? Yeah, we must continue to pray. Because if we don't, nothing is going to stop it. Nothing. And sometimes when I look at some things, I know and I'm scared. Lord, these people don't know. They don't know what, they don't know the implications of this. They don't know. But I know. Especially looking into the scriptures. You don't even need a prophecy. You just need to understand how God works. When Amalek was doing this, they didn't know that their great-grandchildren are going to be wiped out. Hmm? And God swore, write it. <laughs> ha! Don't joke with Jehovah Nisi. Hallelujah. That's the God you serve, eh? He's not against you. He's, he's for you. But just make sure you are not against him. <laughs> make sure you are not against him. Hallelujah. So, and we see how this thing, how this battle, this first battle with Amalek took place. This, this war that took place. Joshua here is, is leading the army. Alright? He's leading the army. And we see here how spiritual battle is fought. So, Joshua is there. Moses instructs him, you go. Go, get some men and go and fight him. I am going up the hill. So, I'm going to be watching from the top of the hill. Alright? I'm going with Aaron. 
my brother and with her. We're going up to the hill, but you go and fight. And they observe something. That when Moses raises his hand, Israel prevailed. As his hand got tired and weak, when he put it down, Amalek prevailed. So this battle is a team effort. All right? Yes. So what do, what, what, what do they do? Okay, Moses is tired of standing, old man, <laughs> with the strength of a youth. <laughs> he's, he's, he's tired of standing. They put a stone for him to sit on, still watching, and then they hold his hands. His hands were up, and Israel continued to prevail. As long as the hands of Moses are up, that's speaking of intercession. That's speaking of the ministry of intercession. You cannot do spiritual battle without intercession. Okay? Intercession is vital for winning spiritual battles. Prayer is vital. Okay? Prayer is vital. Okay? So, they are holding up his hand. And as they are holding up his hand, they held his hand till the end of the day. Can you imagine? And he's there. Joshua is fighting. Listen, these guys are only holding the hands of Moses. That's their own part of the ministry. Holding up the hand of Moses. And if they did not do that, Jehovah Nisi would not have manifested. There are certain revelations and manifestations of God that will come as we work together. Everybody playing his part. They, 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 couldn't they, they didn't just stand there and then begin to, you know, analyze the battle. You know those soccer analysts? You see them on TV? Oh, no, they should have done this. Uh, no, I think that was a, a, that was a blunder. This is, and, and everybody's just, how those analysis help what's going on? First of all, they're not even hearing you. Am I correct? They're not hearing you. And you are saying, no, this is how they should do it. And, this is, and they can't hear you. But you are busy talking. So some people have that approach when it comes to the things of God. They are spectators. And they are analyzing, giving analysis. Huh? This is the decision the coach should make. And he should remove this, this one, put this one. And, well, as entertainment. <laughs> but will that, does the, does the coach hear that? The coach doesn't even listen to your advice because <laughs> he's the expert, right? Yeah. If everyone, I've seen how they made some people coaches and they did worse. But when you hear them talk, they say, no, this guy knows. This guy. I, I know if, the, if, if, if this guy were the coach, my goodness, we'll be very far. And they give him the job and it's, it's even worse. <laughs> yeah, but these guys were not there on the hill observing and then just making analysis. No, no, no. They were interceding. Hold the hand of Moses. Hold the hand of Moses. The hand of Moses. Moses is holding the rod. And his hand is up. They lift it up for him. He is tired and they are standing. They are standing there holding it. And they are prevailing. Joshua is fighting. Joshua is fighting. Amalek is being defeated. Bit by bit. Bit by bit. Bit by bit. Until the going down of the sun. Hallelujah. And even after that, they won this battle, but God declared war. Because there's a difference between a battle and a war. A battle is just... It's just... It's, 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 it's small compared to a war. A war can go on from generation to generation. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So they won the battle, 
But Jehovah Nisi was determined. He swore to win the war. He swore to win the war. Hallelujah. Look at verse 16. He says, Because the Lord has sworn, the Lord will have war with Amalek. From where? Generation to generation. I don't want to fall into the hands of Jehovah Nisi. I don't know about you. (laughs) I don't want to. I don't want to. For generation to generation. Hmm. Mm. Ah. So there are some parts of this nation that will need to even begin to investigate what has happened in the past. I'm telling you. What has happened in the past. When you are in a position of power, a position of authority, be careful what you do. There are implications. Somebody was telling me, a friend was telling me, he, he was um, listening to a man who was being interviewed. This man said, I can turn around any company in the world. So this guy goes around, he looks at companies. They, he, I mean, he's so good at it. They, they bring him in, he looks at the company, analyzes the business, and begins to implement certain things. And there's always a turnaround. The company that's going down, they bring him a turnaround. <laughs> You'll be shocked at his strategy. You'll be shocked. It has nothing to do with what you learned from business school. Nothing. It's not, okay, we change the marketing, this, we did, no, 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 we did. All of that, they've tried all of that until they bring him in. Then when they bring him in, you know what he does? When they bring him in, he starts looking at the past. He looks at the past, he looks at how the company has been treating their staff. He looks at how they've been treating their customers. He looks for a trail of injustices. (laughs) I'm telling you, interesting. He looks for all of that when he, as he identifies that, he begins to correct that. And then, boom, back on track. <laughs> Those of you that do be, that study, have you ever been taught that in, <laughs> in business? Oh, no, business is business. You know, this is the bottom line. We do this, you know, with this much profit. Continue. Yeah. The day those people begin to cry to God in their secret place, the God of justice, He hears their cry. He will visit that company. Are you getting me? Yeah, telling you. I have seen it as well several times. I've had members who work who have companies and treat their staff anyhow. They don't go far. I've seen it several times over. Think God is sleeping? He's not sleeping. (laughs) That's why I say we need to look back. There are some things that we are going through right now. We are not able to explain. Go and check. There might be a need to go before God concerning certain things. There are certain communities. There's a place in, in Nigeria years ago. Nothing flourishes in that place. It's like there's nothing, nothing you can do that will flourish in that place. 
People come, they try to invest, they try. Nothing works. Nothing, I'm telling you. Even their farms are not doing well. Nothing. So some people went there and they began to... You know, they went there, some people went there praying and all of that. Because there are some people from that place, you know, gave share their ex- So went. They started investigating. You know what they discovered? <laughs> Those guys, some missionaries came many years ago. Huh? They were so brutal to the missionaries. Huh? Interesting. They were so brutal. The missionaries left, but when they were going, they shook the dust off their feet. As they walked out of that town, they shook the dust off their feet and went. So they discovered, oh my God, that action is still what is standing against them. So if any any endeavor Spiritual forces will rise up and kill it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> eh? From generation to generation. Do you understand? Yeah. So, but we, we, we are so, I don't know, we, we are so advanced that we, don't, we can't see some spiritual realities. We can't see it. So that's why I'm saying we need to investigate some things. <laughs> huh? Why is this community like this? We pump millions, hundreds of millions, and nothing is coming out of it. Why? Let's not just be analyzing it. I hope Nisi is not fighting against that community. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Maybe something needs to be corrected. These things are real, I'm telling you. Oh, you can see that. Amalek, wiped out. So much that God rejected Saul for not finishing that battle. (laughs) For not finishing that battle. This Saul, he caused a lot of problems. I can show you other examples. Of his uh, blunders. Yeah. So God is a covenant making God. He's a covenant keeping God. Alright. There are some covenants that God will make. Or we make with God. Like we entered a love covenant with him. That is multi-generational. And I'm telling you. You have no idea. You have no idea. Even after you are dead and gone. It's still going to be enforced. Hallelujah. Generation to generation. Hmm? So let's not be people that will fall into the hands of Jehovah Nisi. Let's be the ones that Jehovah Nisi will fight for us. Yes. Verse 30 says, So Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of of the sword. I want you to know this lad. With the edge of the sword. He defeated them. During the time of Joshua. It was a physical sword he used. During our time. It's the sword of the spirit we're going to use. It's the word of the Lord. That we're going to use. Against Amalek. Hallelujah. We're going to defeat him with the word. From our mouth. The sword of of the spirit from our mouth. We will need to make some pronouncements. We will need to say certain things. We will need to declare certain things. So that Amalek can be slain. Yes. Hallelujah. If there is any Amalek that is coming against you. Put the word of God in your mouth. Yes. And let it out. It's not time to be merciful. It's time to fight Amalek. Every spirit that comes against you at your weakest moment needs to be attacked and crushed without mercy. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Yeah. So, anybody, I'm telling you, anybody that takes advantage of your weakness is in trouble. Are you getting me? Be 
big trouble. Yeah. You just need to invoke Jehovah Nissi. And say, Lord, Jehovah Nissi, look at what they are doing to me. I, I cannot fight for myself. I cannot defend myself. I am disadvantaged because of this. And boom. Begins to manifest. And then it goes on from generation to generation. Yeah. I told you of how the Lord showed me the 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 the, 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 the no, I, don't, I didn't give you the details. <laughs> he showed me the son of this the guy that bought this place. He showed me in a particular showed me I saw him in a particular state, in a particular condition. And the Lord spoke to me. I, the Lord, visit the iniquities of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generation. This is where he will end up if he messes up with you. Ha! Do you want to go against that kind of God? Don't you want him to be your friend? <laughs> he shouldn't be your enemy. Yes. So, hello. Anybody that wants peace should make peace with us. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Because we're walking with Jehovah Nisi. Walking with Jehovah Nisi. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory, glory, glory. Ha, how many people love Jehovah Nisi? <laughs> yes. So, I want you to be confident even when you are weak. Do you understand? Yes. Even when you are weak, yes. he is there. Amen. And if anybody takes advantage of your weakness, mm. you call him into the picture. Amen. Call him into the situation. Amen. Say, Lord, you are Jehovah Nisi. You remember what they did to Israel at Rephidim at the moment of weakness. Yes. The Amalek. How Amalek came against them. Amalek is trying to raise his head in my life. You swore that he will be wiped out. Lord, my God, it's time to wipe out Amalek. <laughs> Things are going to happen. Hallelujah. I'm equipping you for battle in case you don't know. Equipping you for battle. You need to learn to fight the fight of the Lord. Not your own fight. God's fight. This is God's fight. Yes. Yeah. Hallelujah. I think I've said enough. You've got the message. Let's pray. Let's, let's thank God. Why don't we thank God? <laughs> Jehovah Nisi. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jehovah Nisi. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Even, even when I'm disadvantaged, even when I'm weak, you are there with me, watching over me, watching my back, watching my back, people that take advantage of me. Oh, my Lord. Thank you, Jehovah Nisi. Thank you, the Lord, my banner. You are my banner. You are the one. Yes. Oh, my Lord and my God. You fight for me. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Jehovah. Magadekit kos keni mi nostaha. Zindeleke dukas keni mi nostaho. Malembra dekitos keni mi nostaha. Mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. I thank you. I thank you, Lord. 
my Lord and my God. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. You will fight if need be from generation to generation to wipe out every Amalek in my life. Every Amalek in my life will be wiped out. Makapa, you have sworn my Lord and my God. Every spirit that takes advantage of me. Every spirit that takes advantage of my situation. Every spirit that takes advantage and exploits my weakness. The Jehovah Nisi is against you. I invite Jehovah Nisi into my situation. My Lord and my God. Monda lama sike brede biskono mustaha. Zendele me zulabaha. Every spirit that takes advantage of my feebleness to stir up war against me. My Father. My Lord and my God. Every representation of Amalek. I release the fire of God against you. In the name of Jesus. By the word of the Lord. I defeat you by the word of the Lord. By the sword of the Spirit. By the sword of the Spirit. Mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. I give you praise. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Every Amalek in your life is wiped out. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every Amalek in your life is wiped out right now by the sword of the Spirit. I release a sword against every Amalek in your life, in your family, in the name of Jesus. Every Amalek that takes advantage of your weakness, that takes advantage of your feebleness, right now, by the word of the Lord, they are blotted out in the name of Jesus. They are blotted out by the word of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. I bless your name. I give you praise. I give you praise. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Glory. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.